Hey everyone, uh, it's episode two of season two of Marriage Breakdown, and Tammy Zach here to uh, share with you about um, looking at the materials involved in um, an argument. So we're looking at how to diagram an argument uh, in a relationship, in a marriage. And the first thing we're starting with is materials. And as the title of this episode uh, shows, adult attachment is really the key um, to the materials involved in an argument. And uh, as I shared in the first episode, what we're really talking about here is the materials is a couple that love each other and are committed to each other. And I know I chuckled last time about the idea that this seems so counterintuitive, right? Why would <laughs> this isn't this isn't what Hollywood has told us? We're supposed to live happily ever after, right? Of course, we all know that that's um, that that is Hollywood, right? That we we never see the relationship, or very rarely see the relationship after. Uh, the movie fades to dark, right? And so what we're really talking about here is things you don't see and things you don't learn and, and ways you see probably your own parents struggle and not find their way out of. Um, and uh, there is a process here. There is uh, a reason why arguments go on uh, between two people who love each other and are committed to each other. And uh, that's... There's tons of research about it. Uh, and so today we're, we're going to be talking about some of that research. And we're going to start with adult attachment. So in recent years, adult attachment has really become uh, something that is getting more and more credibility. Uh, we know that we attach as as babies as, as children. We, we tend to attach to one primary caregiver. And guess what? We have to. We have to. We're, when we arrive in this world, we're so helpless. We need our caregivers to take care of us or we die. And so we have a very, very, very strong instinct to attach uh, to one primary caregiver. For that reason, for survival, it's critical. It's critical. So what researchers have found over time uh, and, and wasn't believed in the past was that adults never lose that drive, that need to attach to one to two, usually one when we're adults, primary right, caregivers. Now, is your uh, partner a caregiver, right? But... Right? This is a survival mechanism. And if you think about that, why would we ever shed that? <laughs> it, it really kind of makes sense when you look at the research and you really kind of let that settle in. And so, uh, so how does that how does that become a material for an argument? Well, things get very intense between a couple, if you feel like your survival survival's on the line, 
it, it can really feel like life and death. Because in a very deep part of your brain, mammalian part of your brain, you don't know the difference between your partner leaving and death. And that's how high the stakes are in an argument. And that's why it gets so escalated so quickly. And so, um, so we have that, in, that material going on, right? That's probably not well understood. And I'll give an example of how this shows up. So your career is in finance and you're with people all day long talking about numbers, going over numbers, meetings about numbers and budgets and who knows what, right? You've done it all day long uh, with colleagues uh, without any significant arguments, maybe some disagreements that were, you know, dealt with. These things go on at work, but no arguments, right? Nothing, nothing to write home about. You walk in the door, your partner wants to talk about that refrigerator that you really need to purchase and when it can fit into the budget. Numbers, budget, easy, been doing it all day. You're three sentences in, the two of you are arguing. And, and you're thinking to yourself, I've been talking about this all day long, very civilly. And now it's getting so out of hand, my partner and I are yelling at each other. Wait a minute, what happened? How did I get here? Why can I do this all day long with strangers, with people I barely know, with colleagues, but the person that's the most critical to me, I'm arguing. Right? Very counterintuitive. But it's because of how high the stakes are. You're, you're, there, there's no attachment to the people at work. You may be fond of them, don't get me wrong, friends with them, all those things. Right? But that mammalian deep part of your brain hasn't attached to any of those people the way you've attached your partner. They're not critical to you like your partner. Okay? So, lots more things kick in in that moment. And we'll be talking about some of that in our next episode around fight, flight, or freeze and what really happens in an argument that leads to it. Okay. The other material that that would be listed in a diagram of an argument, the other material is the hurts, the ways you've been hurt by your past, what people call their baggage, what we can sometimes call trauma, small t, big t, meaning some really intense trauma, some, you know, um, less intense trauma, right? Whatever you call it, right? That is part of the materials here. And so those end up as tender spots, tender spots 
ways we can trigger, be triggered into an argument. And with couples, there's some magic that goes on where often hurts match or attract. Right? I talked in the first episode about that old saying, opposites attract. I changed that slightly to hurts attract. And so what is triggering to you, right, may trigger then your partner and hit their tender spot. And then the more that their tender spots hurt, the more they trigger you, right? And then all of that uh, mammalian brain kicks in, they're leaving me, I'm, I'm alone, I'm gonna die, all this stuff starts to happen. Um, so <clears throat> with, with hurts, with, with tender spots, often, right, sometimes you don't even know your own tender spots, right? You're not aware of them um, unless, you know, you're really noticing, right? Or it may feel like your partner's doing it on purpose and, and they actually don't even know that's a tender spot for you. I always talk in session about, you know, imagine that someone maybe, you know, ran into something really hard on their shoulder and they got a big old bruise from it. And now they have a sleeve and you can't, you know, see that bruise or anything. And maybe you just lightly run your fingers over their shoulder and they may have a big reaction, right? And you're like, wow, I barely touched you, right? But you couldn't see, you couldn't see that bruise unless they told you, you'd have no idea. You weren't intending to hurt them. This is what goes on with, with tender spots, with hurts in a relationship, you don't know unless your partner tells you. And sometimes they don't know. So, um, so that's how these things kind of show up um, as materials to an argument. And so in our next... Um, in our next episode, we're going to talk about how, how to put together the argument, how it comes together, right? In our final episode, we'll talk about the instructions. How do you de-escalate? How do you start to sidestep, right? So again... In today's episode, we talked about the materials for an argument, and that really starts with the two of you and how we've been built as human beings to attach and what happens to us around that, and then what hurts or tender spots we bring into the relationship and how that can trigger us in to the argument. So next time we'll be talking about the diagram itself and, and how an argument is put together. And then in the final episode, we'll talk about instructions. And really that's to avoid or sidestep the argument 
and stay in connection and stay in relationship. And I wanted to also highlight as we close the episode today that really basing your relationship on friendship can help when you are in an argument and help you get to a place where you can avoid and sidestep. And in the show notes, you'll see a link to my 25 uh, positive uh, ways to increase your positive ratio. So they're really things you can do in your relationship on a regular basis to really bring in that positivity. Gottman research into couples and successful couples have shown that for every one negative interaction, there needs to be five positive. And so that's what uh, my 25 ways to bring positivity into your marriage offers. So check out that link and I'll see you all next week.